Welcome to the Made Me Watch podcast, finally. We are back. My name is Leah. And I'm Brian. And we have given up on trying to (laughs) improve our software because the reality is neither of us know what we're doing. So that ended with a giant mistake of ruining our really good episode on Hannah. It was pretty good. And so we're back and sorry it's been almost a month and just because of frustrations with technology and life and... I'm going to be honest, we've been really busy, but it is predominantly my fault that we haven't been been recording. I've been lazy. There's no other way around it, but I'm back in the the game. He's got the FIFA. I'm back in the game. You know what it is? I mean, it's just this past week, but we got that TV, and that TV is pretty epic, so I've been falling in love with that. And you've you've had the FIFA bug for like a, um, two months now. It, it's that is true. That yeah. is all you've wanted to do is play FIFA. Yep. So we're gonna do a double review. We're gonna talk first about Hannah, which I still have my notes. I didn't delete them. Usually I delete them right when we record, and for whatever yep. reason I didn't. So yep. that's good. Good stuff. And then we're gonna talk about our favorite show, God Friended Me, in the amazing finale. So we're gonna get into a little bit of both of those and um, kind of tell you guys what's up. And so let's get into Hannah. Hannah is a show on Amazon Prime. It is based on a book that's based on a movie that's based now a TV show. So it's got a lot of a lot of levels. Do your thing. Okay, so this is what happened, right? There's like there's this guy, okay? And they're running and you know or no, before he's running. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Hold up. Take it back. Anyway, here's the deal. This dude gets out of prison, right? It looks like a mental mental facility. It's a, you know? it's a mental health facility. Okay, so it's a mental health facility. He beats down these two dudes, kicks one of them into an incinerator, and the dude burns to death, screaming, yelling, ah, oh, the whole thing, right? Then all of a sudden, he bails. He, like, runs out of gate, like, you know, the prisons leave gates open for everybody to walk through, and gets in the car with his wife. And then, you know, all of a sudden, there's, like, a baby in the back, and she's <laughs> holding the baby. Now they're, they're taking off, right? They're getting chased by the helicopter and the dogs and the people, and they're just running, running, and then they stop. And they get to the edge of this forest, right? And, you know, they got to make a decision because the cops are coming behind them, and, but it's just wide open space in front of them. So they, they, you know, she stops and she goes, honey, you need to wait. We need to stay. And he's like, fuck that. We need to go. It's our only chance. And then they go, and they take off. They go. And they bolt all the way across. And right as they get across, the uh, helicopter comes over like, uh, like Independence Day and just, just annihilates the car. Right, so he crashes. Wife's dead. He gets out of the car. He runs away. Forgets the baby. Runs back. Gets the baby. Baby takes off. Flash. Ten years later, we have. She's no. It's probably about. Th- no, it's probably about thirteen years later. Right. No, probably about ten years later. This little girl is a badass little chick, right? He's trained her to be afraid of the world, and she's running around being a little badass in the woods, right? She's like Mowgli, but she's Russian, okay? And and a girl. Yeah, and and basically, it's a really intense show. She meets this other Russian kid. Things go crazy. Things go boom. Crazy, 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 running, 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 and then she gives up. And that's it. And then they take away, take her away in the helicopter. The uh, the bad guys take her away in a helicopter, and uh, her dad is out in the woods. Very different recollections of this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, we did last time too, but just hearing you recap it all. First of all, I don't think they're Russian. I think they're like Polish. Because you remember there was a whole scene with the young kid who was listening to Polish rap music. And actually, in the subtitles, it said Polish rap music. But it also kind of looks like they're in Finland, so it's a little bit confusing. I mean, it all looks the same to me. True. But right. that having been said, it's it's pretty legit. I enjoyed it. I'm glad your phone agrees. So. 
Anyway, this the show was based off of a movie that I never actually saw. Neither did Leah, and it was a. I thought it was. I thought the trailer for the movie looked pretty good. I know that's a really terrible way to base a decision on a movie off of, but the trailer looked badass. But I just never got around to going to see the movie and haven't seen it on Netflix or now in this case Hulu. But they've the show is it's really good. It's super intense. The little girl is badass. She like climbs trees like it's nothing. Like she's walking on dirt. Um, so that's pretty cool. It's it's a it's a decent show. And I would highly recommend it. That having been said, I will probably not watch it again. Just because there's too much content out there and there's a lot of other things that keep my attention. Like the aforementioned FIFA. So now that we have Leah back in the game, as she comes giggling her way into the room. You could have what just did you like think of that show? stopped recording and waited for me. Oh no, I kept going, babe. I know, I heard. You also got things wrong again. I thought a lot about this show. I kind of had said already on a previous podcast and on the Twitter account that the only real word for this show is intense. Quiet down, Stan. It's just intense. It's super, 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 super intense. And there's a lot going on. They literally at one point threw the baby in a car seat out of a window. Like I, I really do think this is born identity with a baby. It could be. Uh, who turns into adult-ish with her dad teaching her how to kill deer and attack back and like there was whole scenes where he was training her and it was just like he'd hide in the forest oh yeah and he got really upset with her that he was able to creep up on her yeah it's super weird so the breakdown i have of this show is and our phones are not being quiet tonight i'm sorry guys the breakdown i have of this show is the first five minutes are intense the next 15 minutes are bizarre confusing and slightly boring and then she climbs trees like she's doing freaking parkour which is just ridiculous she took a Snickers instead of a Twix, which is a bad decision. Twix it's are always it's superior. Really not, it's really not. Twix it's, are always that is superior. The, the most, that's the most sane decision to be made when you are starving. No. Twix are always superior. And then um, 27 minutes into the show, and I was hoping that it would be over, and it wasn't. And then she finds the cute Polish kid, like you talked about, and he like tries to talk to her, not knowing that she's insane. Basically, the, the moral, like, this show is... A one, two people cult, essentially, that lives in and mixed with a doomsday prepper family. I disagree. It's not, I mean, there's no religious aspect to it, so it can't be a cult. It's just a that's dude that's, that's, it's just a dude that's paranoid. It doesn't have to be a religious aspect to be a cult. Well, that's fine. I don't really consider it a cult. I think it's a paranoid dude that's raising a child that doesn't, and the child doesn't know any better. True. I mean, yeah. Okay. It also is just long. And it's super intense, so you're just kind of on the edge. I really do think the trajectory of the show was confusing, interesting, boring, confusing, interesting, boring, oh wait, murder, boring, woods, espionage, boring. And it's kind of like an HBO show, which I just can't get into HBO shows. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't watch any of the things on HBO because they take so long to build that I just lose interest and I lose attention to it. And I think this is kind of like that. I mean, she has been living in the forest for 15 years. She is most definitely brainwashed, but... It is super, super, super long. Yeah, I don't. It's you know, it, it was a setup episode because it was the pilot. Right. That it doesn't seem like it's got much legs that I haven't seen before. It's like you said, it's got a very born identity kind of vibe. Right. Um, very you know, Mission Impossible survivalist kind of kind of vibe to it. So I I I. Bounced out early, to be honest with you. It's so funny because I literally overheard you saying that you recommended it and you, you gave it a thumbs up, but you stopped watching it. 
I know. I watched the whole thing, but I stopped watching it past that. Right. I didn't. Like, watch if you if stuff. you're into like, there's some diehard action people out there, right? That just just like the people that crave 24, and the people that watch Game of Thrones, and the people that watch, you know, they're just action, 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 and with very little plot line. That is the show. That is the that is the audience that I would recommend watch this. To me, it's a little bit more like Lost. Where I have a feeling... So part of the problem with this show is that, like we said, it's a, it's a book. And then they made a movie. And then they made a TV show. So I think it's going to get to the point where they need to decide whether they go like the book, they go like the movie, or they go out on their own. And I think, at least in the first episode, it kind of seemed like they were fighting which route to go. And really, they just kind of need to take the premise from the book and the TV show or in the movie and just do their own thing. Because if they try to copy the movie, then it's repetitive. If they try to copy the book, same problem. And when there's already been a book and a movie... People that are like liked the book probably saw the movie. Yeah. And so you kind of cut out that core group that would normally be interested in something like this. So I think this, like I said, it's going to be a little bit like Lost where like it seems like they have a plan, but they don't. And you're going to get halfway through the first season and you're going to be stuck in a um, watching it because you just feel like you have to see how it ends. But they don't even know how it ends. So you're going to end up writing most of it yourself. And I hate hate shows like that like you and i joke all the time that when we watch shows i'll like kind of guess what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. but i really do hate shows where you can't figure out what's gonna happen because i like thinking that the writers have a plan and i just don't think the writers have a plan for the show i think there's too many outside forces telling them where to go that they kind of can't make it their own yeah they're they're definitely trying to do a lot of things at once right because they they kind of started the whole you know teen romance kind of thing between the the kid the rap kid and the girl and then they who was like hanging out in the middle of a forest yeah because he's a logger and he's just he's just bored bored and logging but then you've got the dynamic of of the guy and then whoever's chasing him and the paranoia surrounding that you got the dynamic of the girl and the dad and the government and whatever and the government and then you've got there's just it's there's so it's such chaos they need to pick one Right, and I don't think they're going to. I mean, I'm not going to continue watching to find out because I'm just kind of like, even though every time I turn on my fire stick, it's like, now available, the whole season of Hannah. I'm like, right, hard pass, dude. They also did like a whole montage about how the kid with the Polish rap music also loves the Beatles, and I just can't get behind that. There's... I just can't. I can't either. I hate the Beatles. I... So much. I, there's... They got a couple songs that are all right. I personally... They they need they just need to pick one. And, yeah. I don't I don't think that it's it's gonna have much legs to be honest with you. But it is on Hulu, Amazon, Amazon, and Jeff Bezos has a gazillion dollars, so he can pretty much do whatever he wants. If I you know what, let's let's talk about that for a second. Left turn, okay. If you were, if you had Jeff Bezos money, mm-hmm. and you liked a book enough. And you just wanted to see a TV show for yourself? Would you finance it? I don't know. Because here's the thing. Anytime if you love a book or if you love a movie or anything like that, anytime you try to reboot it or revamp it or change it, it gets lost. Mm-hmm. Especially, like I think about it in, in your least favorite way possible. I think about it in like comic book realm, right? Like There's a lot like uh, of great comic book arcs. So, for example, there's this off-brand comic book that I totally just blanked on the name, but I can totally see the girl in my head. I, fuck, what is it called? Nope. Not coming. War Child. No, it's not War Bird Girl. Nope. 
Uh, that's Squirrel Girl. Although Bird Girl exists too. She's a yeah. Anyway, we're Ant Man. We're not playing this game. Ant Man's real too. Killer bees. Lady Killer. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Uh, Lady Killer is this great comic book. It is about a woman who in the 50s is a quote-unquote housewife, but she's really a spy, and she kills people while she's trying to sell them, like, whatever crappy MLM exists at that time of, like, uh, yeah, Mary Kay or and, whatever. And shit like that. Yeah, Mary Kay. Uh, and... And, like, the whole thing is just, like, she's hiding it from her whole family, her kids, her husband, everything. And it's a great comic. It's a... So, Bird Girl. Nope. Squirrel Girl. Also a real comic, but nope. Um, hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we call Squirrel Mode. Yes. This was literally a 30 seconds ago, and Brian listens very closely to me. Nope, there we go, it went off. Better. All right. So should we re-record the first 17 minutes? No, I think we're good. Okay. Onward. So onward and upward. So Lady Killer is this great comic that I love. It's a limited series. It was only, I think, two books long, which was a shame. But it was amazing. And that's one of those that I would want to be turned into a movie or a show. It actually would be better as a show. But at the same time, for things like that, you almost have to include the creator because their vision is going to be better than the writer you can hire because they've probably dreamt about this character for years. That's probably true. I mean, I write for fun occasionally and I have certain characters that I've been building up in my head for over 10 years. And I can just imagine like if I ever got to the point of doing something with one of them, if I sold it and then made someone made a movie out of it. And just, I mean, you can kind of look at all the different Batman renditions, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Every person who's taken on Batman has changed his identity and not always for the better. Bat- Batfleck is a prime example. That was not for I better. like Batfleck. I don't like Batfleck because Batman's whole thing is that he doesn't use guns and he doesn't kill for the most. Well, he did when he first became Batman, but like he kind of grew out of that essentially as the character kept getting reinvented year after year. And so with Batfleck, especially in Batman vs Superman, which is pretty much the only Batfleck movie out there, they kind of abandoned that and they turned him into this like heartless piece of shit. And it's just like, yeah, Batman's kind of heartless, but that's not, it's not that heartless. Right. They just kind of took his character too far. Yeah. And I'm also a Batman. As you know, I'm a Batman enthusiast. Like, I freaking love Batman. I can't wait for, to get my Batman family tattoo and all of that. So, I have a lot of feelings towards that one. But then you've got people that do hit it out of the park. Like, you know, Captain Marvel. We went and saw that. Or Shazam. We went and saw that recently. And, Shazam was pretty good. And they hit that character so well. And Zachary Levi did such a good fucking job. Mainly because he is a small child always and forever go him but it's important to get the characters right and i just kind of feel like with hannah again i've never read the book i've never seen the movie much like you and i feel like they're missing the mark and maybe they should have tried to depend less on the sources available or they should have picked a source and it kind of feels like they're didn't so that's pretty much it for hannah i'm not going to keep watching so god friended me enough of that okay angry mode not angry. Simmer. Not angry. Just I don't want to give it any more airtime. It wasn't good enough. No, go ahead and finish out Hannah. So you're not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. That's pretty much all I wanted to say about it. Correct? That's correct. Do you recommend it? Not if you're looking for a good story. No. And I honestly, I wouldn't recommend it even if like, even in the off chance that you have Amazon Prime, because not many of my friends do. I, 
I would say it's probably one that you could skip and you'd be fine. Same. I think there's just so much better content right now. All right, so let's move on to God Friended Me. This series has been our little sleeper series. It has. We've watched from the beginning. We actually watched the first episode for this show. Yep. We were both not sold on the premise. Right. Didn't really get it. Yep. Uh, we're both slightly not religious, so that kind of impacts it as well. Right. But first episode was like, okay, okay. Yep. Second episode was like, maybe. Let's see if it jumps the shark. Third episode was like, please don't jump the shark. <laughs> and then third episode till the season finale was just like, please don't. This just keeps... First of all, maybe not you, but for me... Every episode made me want to cry. And like, not in the like, oh my God, this is so terrible cry way. Like the, oh my God, that's so cute. Like, yeah. you just feel warm and fuzzy, which is your favorite kind of TV. Warm yep. and fuzzy. Uh, my favorite kind of TV is murder. So, you know, a little difference there. But warm and fuzzy is definitely God friend in me. And it's definitely God. It's got a great name because it's all parables. It's all a c- different connection of story to teach a lesson. So it's very, hits, yeah. it hits the religious ideology without actually being like yay jesus yeah i think it's it's that's one of the cool dynamics because part of like other than it jumping the shark i guess within jumping the shark is i was kind of waiting for it to get preachy and it never did and it never got it never got to that point it It always got it never it never really there was only a few like other than the fact that it they called it the god account it wasn't really all that much about religion like it was the background but it was about the stories and the people so it, and that are that are in between and i think i what i appreciate from it is and you know you already mentioned that neither of us are, are really religious i right. was i was catholic all the way up through my first communion and then then stopped right but it's a i think that it's put a cool modern kind of twist twist and ideal in, in ideology into religion which i think is super cool because it touches on all the it touches on all different religions there's a muslim guy in one episode there's That's right. there's the uh there's the atheist in, in another and then miles who is the chief atheist, atheist right and the king atheist i just think i the other thing that i really appreciated especially the last two or three episodes of this season they it, they did a really good job of planting Easter eggs without being obvious about it. Right. Right. Like when they got to the when they did that trip up north, right? And Miles and and Arthur are sitting at the diner and they're they're talking and whatever. And then you know somebody overhears them, then says, "Hey, here's the camp. You should go here." But it closed. Like there were it was building the entire storyline was random. Like, but it the way that it built it built up to crescendo at the end with brilliant writing. I what? thought it was such good writing. This is a show that went in with a plan. And and I've said this before multiple times. Like I'm a big character person. Like, I fall in love with characters and that's what makes it. So we're going on season eight of arrow and I'm still fucking watching every week because I'm in love with the characters. And this, this show almost instantly made you fall in love with the characters and all the character dynamic and Mm -hmm. the character dynamic is just key. But the writers also had this background thing going on, the Easter eggs, right? That you talked about and they had it excellently planned. Mm -hmm. They definitely had from pilot episode to season 
plan from the get. And maybe they didn't have, you know, what suggestion the God account was going to have, but they had the how they're going to make it work. Right. And they had this character, well, you know, Rakesh will get to here, and Miles will get to here, and Arthur will get to here, and the sister whose name we can never fucking remember will get to here, and they right. had it all built, and it was amazingly put together, and it just gives me hope for the second season. Um, there's apparently going to be a lot of twists and turns from everything I've been reading, which I'm excited for, a lot of different things. The There was multiple points of this episode that kind of hit that, like, this could have ended it. Like, this could have been the season finale end right here. And, like, you and I, before we watched the show, talked about, like, what the cliffhanger was going to be, and it was going to be Miles and Kara thing. Was it going to be, like, they introduced Henry Chase, like, right as it ended? There was a lot of different ideas that we had, and we were wrong. We were so far wrong. It it was like... It was like a surprise knockout punch straight to the chin. Like, it was... Didn't see that one coming. But I was also wrapped up in in the fuzzy storyline and the pain and anxiety that it gives me with Kara leaving and heading to Europe that that part really kind of was like dude fuck <laughs> <laughs> so throughout the episode like I said they like Brian said too they dropped a lot of easter eggs and they kind of they did a really good job of wrapping a lot of the storylines up so kind of makes me wonder if they got a full season pickup and then weren't expecting to get renewed so they just wanted it to be somewhat wrapped up right and all the characters have a home at the end so that at least people got some sort of closure if the series got canceled which is kind of how it was built which is a genius way to write a tv show that's what i expected the whole time i thought that this season this show i'm as much as i loved it i was surprised that it got i was su- happily surprised i should say that it got picked up for a second season me too because it was such it was such a nicely wrapped present with the in a, in a nice little bow right at the end of it and you know it's i what's what's interesting is it's almost like they're doing this to us intentionally but from first episode to last episode all the way in the next season yeah i can't wait for next season yeah why isn't it is now. now but i still am waiting for this damn show to jump the shark I'm at the point where I'm just like, I'm in. Jump the fucking shark. I don't care. I'm still going to watch it. Like, you've holded me captive. Like, I've like, I've said it before. I love Violet Bean, the girl who plays Kara. I just adore her. I adore Brandon Michael Hall, who plays Miles, and his fucking adorable, fat, chubby, little, amazing boxer that he posts on Instagram all the time. Like, that dog just needs all the snugs. Side like, note. All the snuggles. Side note. But the other thing is, you know... They did such a good, like we said, they did such a good job wrapping it all up. And you've got this amazing group of actors. You clearly got the amazing group of writers. That it's going to be great to see what happens. And with... So what do you think the most shocking part of the season finale was? Because there was a lot. So do you think the most shocking part was Henry Chase reappearing and being like, fuck you? Or Priya reappearing and tanking the project? Rakesh helping them tank the project? Which part to you made the most oh god moment that's a good question i hadn't really thought about that there was one thing i called about three or four episodes ago and whatever episode it was that we found out that simon hayes donated a bone marrow and the first friend mm-hmm. suggestion was the doctor i totally called it that he gave it to priya i was just like checking the box and that's why she disappeared because she felt guilty and she got sick and so she wanted to find the guy that she was in love with, Henry Chase. So I did call that. Did not call the rest of it, which I'm a little yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, I think, I guess the, the shocking thing to me, 
I mean, let's 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 stop being melodramatic here. Not shocking. Surprising. The surprising thing, the surprisingly frustrating thing to me is that is towards the end when Simon Chase is they're all they're all talking, all three of them. Simon with Henry, Simon and Henry and Priya, and, and they're all gathered around, and he's going, "You like you get your dream job, you get your dream your podcast back, you get to come with us to Europe." It's, it it was kind of like an Oprah moment. Yeah, which I felt like was was really rushed. You know what I'm saying? Like he just kind of like said, "Here, I've got a, a lot of money. Here, I'm going to solve all your problems." Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Which, in reality, I know that that is kind of generally how it works. You can solve yeah. a lot of problems with money, but you know, it would have been nice to have seen that minor detail drawn out a little bit. I feel like the season finale should have been two hours. I agree. They could have packed it. I but think they should have packed in a little bit more of the back and forth heartache between Kara and and Miles deciding whether or not she was going to go or not. But Miles, as a, you know, the character Miles did did what any good dude would do. He's like, dude, you got to go. Yeah. You don't, like, you don't have a choice. Need, I'm going to be here. You need to follow your dreams and we'll figure it out when you get back. And the only thing I didn't like about how they ended that was like there was no clarification on either side like if they were together and if they weren't yeah and i'm just like it would have been nice to be like because he said i'll wait for you or I, i'll be here for you I, it would have been nicer you, if that was cleared up i i agree with you but i bet you that's part of the storyline for season two is they both go or she goes they both have slightly different expectations on on what's required of, on the a, other side of the pond. That's such a played out story, though. And but I, they're they're going to be out of ideas. I swear to God, it's going to jump the shark at some time. Well, it's going to jump the shark at some time. But like, and I've compared Godfriend Me to Burn Notice before because I I do feel like it's similar. And the thing with Burn Notice was Burn Notice didn't jump the shark for a long time, and when it jumped the shark was when it lost its vision, when it stopped being so. Burn Notice, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes or you've never seen it, it's a USA TV show. It's about a spy that gets burned and, like, stuck in Miami with his ex-girlfriend who, like, basically just is hilariously awesome and badass and, and his, like, old Navy buddy or whatever. And he's trying to figure out who burned him. Are you laughing at me? Because, you know, continue. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the idea that just came into my head. Oh, okay. So he got burned and he spends the time trying to figure out who burned him. But because he worked for the CIA, he can't get a normal job. He can't really work. So he has to work off the grid. And what ends up happening is, like, these people just keep finding him, these little guys that need help, and he keeps helping them. And so it's all these interesting stories about him putting a spy tech and or not tech, but like his spy skills. abilities and skills to work to help these little people. And where Boner Notice went south was when they started to care way too much about who burned him and got way too much into the weird side stories about being burned and like working with this person and this person and this person to figure it out and fix it and less about the little guy that they were helping. And I think if God, friend of me, does jump the shark, it's going to do it the same way where it's going to be less about the actual people they're helping and more about finding out who the God account is right and i kind of liked at the end of the season where miles and Kara had both resigned to the fact that they just don't need to know but with henry chase being there and being like i'm not a part of the god count i think it's going to start up again and i think that's kind of a mistake similar to the mistake that i think they'll be making if the they play behind that it thing yeah because i think that loses the mission and i think the the to me the compelling story isn't who's behind it it the relationships it creates yeah, it, yeah and the the you know all the people he's been able to help and then it's also the the trio dynamic of rakesh Kara, and miles working together i think to me the most 
I didn't really feel the same way you did about the Oprah moment. That is a good verbiage of it. I thought that was just kind of setting the scene for next season of like how they're going to keep those characters still involved. Why they're randomly going to Paris was a little confusing because like they all could have just fucking stayed here. Yeah, that was that was a little bit random. Henry is just like, I live there. Let's go there about now. And it's just like, you also lived in New York and you still have an apartment in New York and it's empty and those two live in New York. So what doing? But it fulfills Carr's dream, right? Of like being a writer and writing a book and going to Paris. So I get that piece of it. It's just all really interesting. But what I found most intriguing and pulling was at the very end of the show when miles had said goodbye to cara and was like re you know walking down the street in new york city smiling like no one does and he got stopped by a woman who just said like this isn't funny and he's like what the fuck are you talking about and it's that woman also got friended by god yeah i don't know i honestly mm-hmm. if it were me if I were a writer, and this is probably why I'm not a writer. Yep. I would, I would, season premiere of season two, I would have the devil friend Miles. I would, I, and see, see if that dynamic comes, comes off. Because then, check it out, hear me out here. Okay. Because then you can do crossover episodes with Luther. And Luther can be. What the fuck is Luther? Luther. What's, what's the devil show that you watch? Lucifer. Lucifer, thank a, you. A, B, it's a comic book show. It's so? a DC-owned show. That's why. C, it's on Netflix now, because Fox cancels it. All right. Well, anyway, it's a, that. that's just the idea that I was kind of laughing at when you were talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I'm not a writer. <laughs> that seems like a very you idea. I think what they should do, and I don't think this is going to happen, but I think this would be the best way to continue what works with the story, is I think that Miles and Rakesh can show the new girl the ropes of the God account and then use her to see if anybody else is getting the God account. And then in Paris, Kara can pick up her own little network and then it can become like a network. And like they can see how many more people they can help by how many more people being involved. And so they'll have their little network of people they helped, but then they'll also have their little network of I see it. people I agree with you. that are friends with quote-unquote god and i think that would be the best way and they could slow play that into a couple seasons absolutely i also think that we're not done with priya and henry chase and the other dude simon hayes so i think they have interesting things they can do with them and i think ultimately what they're i really hope they don't do the played out version of with Cara Miles of like the two can't figure it out especially because like the way they ended it was saying goodbye was like Miles trying to say I love you and Cara saying don't say it I won't get on the plane right which kind of like makes you think that she loves him too I think no she says don't say it because I'm gonna say it too and then I won't be able to get on the plane right that's what she says I think the best way to handle that is to like show them videos you know skyping or whatever and facetiming and that is that relationship dynamic that long-term relationship thing is a little bit played out right like there's the technology's great use it but also the he shed like the what is he doing what am i doing like they did that this whole season and it worked but it's not going to work also on a long term i don't know i hope what they do with that is like Miles goes out and visits her, and then that's how they find the paris version of the god friend of me account you know but we'll see i i I'm definitely 
in and gonna continue to watch it and this is probably one of those shows that i'll re-watch over summer like right before it premieres so that i can like have everything fresh in my head yeah i agree yeah god friend me the season finale did not jump the shark it was good my one of my favorite shows of the uh of the winter quarter for television winter quarter um as we go into spring there hasn't been anything that's really caught my attention um we watched a little bit of double shot at love I guess I'm just going to go right into like what I've been watching. Checked out Double Shot of Love. I'm still watching the rest of that fucking It's season. so f- It's so bad. Just the concept. Of the, just the, being, it's so bad. It's it's a dumpster fire. But that's what you would expect. And that's what you get. Yeah, God, God Friended Me is over. That's a big bum. Big bummer. We also started watching this show on Netflix. We watched like one episode called Gad. Oh, yeah. That was actually... It's actually really, really good funny. Um, I'm going to watch more of that for sure. And maybe we'll review it. But it's pretty entertaining. If you have a dry sense of humor, like the, a dry French European, sense of humor, yeah. you're going to love this show. Because it's funny in all of the subtle ways. It's not like, it's not like, like boom, joke, boom, joke, boom, joke. They're all real subtle and kind of like, ah, that's, that's a funny situation to be in. Oh. Oh, that's what his wife in the show was in. She was in Popular. What's that? It was a TV show back in the 90s, early uh, 2000s. But it's been bugging me because the wife of the character Gad, or the person Gad, because he plays himself, I kept being like, I know her from something and I can't figure it out. She was on Popular. Okay, got that now. Yeah, that one's worth checking out. He's like the French Seinfeld that comes to America, but he's a nobody in America. So that whole thing is, is great. Baseball. Baseball's back. You know, we got the Cubs. We don't get the Dodger channel at our house. We don't get the Dodger channel. We get more Cubs games than we do Dodger games. Thank you to the Dodgers. Farhan, keep it going, kid. Anyway, we got we got that. We got UFCs coming up. Those are pretty good, but are mostly watered down. Bellator's better. And I think that's generally it for my upcoming TV prospects. So, because Bryant killed the drug TV for a few days, I ended up finishing the first season of Love After Lockup, and apparently they're coming out with a refresh, so I'm probably going to check that out. I've also been finishing up watching the TLC... Sister Wives? No, Sister Wives ended, which is... I'm fine with. The series ended or the season? I don't know. Last year it was canceled, and I took it off the DVR, and then they're like, haha, just kidding, we brought it back one more year. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's canceled or not, but the season's over. But there's... So there's 90 Day Fiance, right? The OG. And then there's 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. And then there's Before the 90 Days. All of the 90 Day Fiance shows are now getting redundant. Onward. Well, screw you. And then there's now this uh, 90 Day Fiance, What Now? Which What Now is a total of... Four. Are you kidding me? There's four 90 Day Fiance shows? Can I finish? I'm sorry. This is just blasphemy. So the What Now TV shows are nine minutes long. Every episode is nine minutes. So they just go like to old couples that we loved, like um, Kyle and Noon, and then some couples that we don't really care for, Danielle and Muhammad, and like things like that, and do a nine minute update. So I've been catching up on that. And then the new season of 90 Day Fiance comes out on the 28th, so in a couple days. And then we, they just announced too that in July, we're going to be getting a show called The Family Chantel. Which is just going to be about all of her fucking crazy ass family. Really? Yeah. I sent you the link. You don't look at anything I send you. I didn't so look at that link. I did not. But that, that's pretty interesting. So yeah, she's going to, they're going to have that river and winter and, which how do you like, how do you name your kids? 
Chantal, River, and Winter. Like, when, what happens? Like, you know? Doesn't quite make sense. But yeah, and her mom and her dad are going to have their own show. Interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure. So we'll be recording and reviewing some of those. And definitely check out Double Shot of Love. There's just a shit ton of crazy people. Yeah. I mean, the the only... I mean, Polly D's the man. So is Vitty. Like I like both of them. They both seem like genuine good guys. It's not them that I have an issue with or seeing them on TV or seeing them make money that really bothers me. It's the structure of the show. That's all. So it's not any... You know, it's... It, yeah, they kind of demanded a weird setup. They made it so all the women are competing for both of them, which just makes it seem like... And I know what they're trying to do is be like... Be like, you have to marry both bros, and you can't break up the no, bros. And what they're trying to do is just make it very dramatic, but it's just not... It doesn't work, so... But we've got a lot of things to check out that we're going to review. There's also this show on Oprah's Network that we've mentioned called Family or Fiance, kind of picking up the best episode of that to make Bryant watch. And then apparently now I don't, this is Facebook, so this might not be real. It's probably not real. But apparently there is a show coming out where flat earthers try to find the edge of the earth. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're covering it and we're going to live stream that one. We might do a live, we might do a live stream on the podcast for that. Just because there's going to be such an extreme high Harvard level of stupidity on this show that it's not, there isn't going to be enough to remember to cover it and do, do it justice for you guys. And you guys are what we're here for. So that having been said, it's decided flat earther if it exploration. A if it is a thing, it will happen, <laughs> but it won't happen. So is there anything other that we haven't mentioned that you want to tell people to go watch or read or listen? No. No? No, we pretty much covered it all. Well, I think if you like Lifetime movies or Lifetime TV, uh, you should go out and check out this podcast that my friend does called Lifetime Sentence. There's way more listeners and more reach than us. Her and her buddy Paul do a great job where they take a Lifetime movie that is based on a true crime incident and he researches the true crime and she watches the Lifetime movie. <laughs> Right on. So if that's up your alley, definitely go check it out. It's got way better sound quality than we have on a regular basis. So that's that. And then, yeah, family or fiance on own. And Oxygen is coming out with a whole bunch of like murder for hire shows and things like that. So there's definitely a lot of we are in the season of all the network TV going out on finales. And we're getting into the summer season where it's basically all cable and weird things. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Mayan show to come back. Yeah, I don't care about that one. Yeah, I know. Okay. But it's been real, and it's been fun, and it's been real fun. Okay, bye.